Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes long, but it keeps us in God's Word every day. And that's crucial for the strength and growth of our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can. You know people in your life who need to grow in their faith. You know people who need to turn their life around and come to God through Jesus Christ. You may help somebody do exactly that by sharing these short studies through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to continue our line of thought and study talking about things that we hear a whole lot from preachers in a lot of churches, from people who believe they're Christians and they're trying to teach people how to come to forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. So these are things that are taught These are things that are repeated. These are things that are believed by a whole lot of people, but they're not in the Bible. Now, again, a whole lot of people might find that surprising for me to say they're not in the Bible because they've heard them so many times. They may even have have repeated them themselves a whole lot of times to a whole lot of people, but they're just not in the Bible. And so... They need to go back to the drawing board, so to speak. They need to go back to the guidebook. They need to get back into the scriptures of God's word and see what they really say on these matters. What we talked about in response to someone wanting to know, what do I need to do to be saved? Some people will say something along the line, including preachers in pulpits, accept Jesus as your personal savior and you'll be saved. Not in the Bible. Is Jesus our Savior? Yes. Is that a response taught by Jesus to someone coming to him for salvation? No. Did any apostle, did any gospel preacher in the New Testament church ever say, just accept Jesus as your personal Savior and you'll be saved? No, did not. Now, must we accept Jesus as our, as our Savior? No question about it. He is our Savior. But what does that mean? I've got to come to him in surrender. I've got to come to him in obedience. I've got to repent of my sins. I've got to openly confess my faith in him as God's son and my Lord and Savior. And I have to surrender to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross will cleanse me of the guilt of my sins. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Acts 22 and verse 16. I'm baptized into Jesus. Romans 6 and verse 3. Galatians 3 and verse 27. The other stop short. It's a good beginning point, but it's not the finishing point. Someone else will say, when asked that question, what do I need to do to be saved? They'll say, well, just ask Jesus into your heart. (laughs) Again, you're not going to find that as the answer to what must I do to be saved anywhere in the scriptures. Nope, not there. Obedience, again, is necessary. Well, what about churches that baptize babies? 
never find a single baby being baptized into Christ in any scripture anywhere in the New Testament. Just is not there. Well, what about a church saying, we're going to schedule a baptismal service for all of those who have told us they want to be baptized over the last month or so. It's going to be a convenient time for everybody to get together, and we'll do it all at one time. Never find that in the New Testament scriptures either. Never find that practiced by any of the Lord's church in New Testament times. Just not there. Why? Because baptism is the crossing over point from being lost to being saved, from being a sinner to being forgiven. And so you don't put off salvation to make it convenient for a whole lot of other people and for a church to get everything done at one time. You see, when they put it off, they don't believe baptism is necessary for salvation. But the scriptures say, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Mark 16, 15 and 16. Baptism doth also now save us. 2 Peter 3 and verse 21. Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins. Acts 22 and verse 16. And we could go farther. But when a church they schedule some convenient baptismal service for everybody who has said they want to be baptized over the last few weeks. They don't believe baptism is necessary for salvation. And you don't find that practice anywhere in the scriptures. Well, what about sprinkling or pouring or rubbing some water on somebody's forehead and calling it baptism? Don't find that in the scriptures anywhere. Nowhere in the New Testament do you find that being practiced as baptism. The very Greek word, baptizo, means immerse, submerge, bury, dip, plunge, not sprinkle. There's a completely different word for sprinkle in the Greek language. Well, let's look a little further. What about, what about those who say that all you have to do is believe in Jesus? Believe in God. Believe in Jesus. Faith only salvation. That's never mentioned in the scriptures. In fact, it's taught against. The only time you find that phrase, faith only or faith alone, it's found only one time. And that's in James chapter 2 and verse 24. And this is what that inspired writer writing God's word said. You see then that a man is justified by works and not, not by faith only. That's the only time that phrase, faith only, is found in the entire New Testament. And it is preceded by the word not. And the phrase, not by faith only. Now, I know people will say, and they'll refer to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. We are saved by grace through faith. Well, you see, grace there is the important, the important uh, element. But we are saved by grace through faith and not of works, lest anyone should boast. It is the gift of God. Well, what is real New Testament faith? It is obedient faith. 
And that's what James brings out in James chapter 2. Real saving faith is obedient faith. Remember that the Hebrews writer referred to Jesus in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. He said, though he were a son, yet he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author or source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. The gospel, that gospel message, it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. Romans 6, uh, Romans uh, 1 and verse 16. But now, again, what is that message? What is believing the gospel? It's obedience to what you've been taught. Now you say, no, no, it's not obedience, because a whole lot of preachers teach you that there's nothing you can do to be saved. Really? Can I stay in my sins? Oh, oh no, no, you've you got to repent of your sins. Oh, so you say there is something I need to do. Can I be an atheist and be saved? No, you've got to believe in, oh, so you're saying there is something I need to do. Well, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verses 7 and 8, it talks about that final day of judgment when Jesus shall be revealed, will, he will come with his, flaming, uh, with his angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and upon those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Huh? Taking vengeance on those who do not obey the gospel. Obedience, you see, is what it is coupled with, is, is central to real saving faith. And for someone to just say, all I have to do is believe, or all you have to do is believe, that's not true. Again, that's the starting gate, so to speak. But that's not the finish line. I must stay, I must obey, and I must stay faithful. Remember what Jesus said in Revelation 2 and verse 10, be faithful And that's full of faith, and that is an active lifestyle of faithfulness, an active lifestyle. And I will give you the crown of life. Remember again, the only time in the entire New Testament where you see that phrase, faith only, is in James chapter 2 and verse 24, and it says, not by faith only. Salvation by faith only is contrary to and contradictory to the scriptures. Think about what the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, and I want us to look at verse 17. And here we read, he's writing this to Christians now. People have come to salvation. He says, but God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin before they became Christians, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which, uh, to which you were delivered. They obeyed. That was part of becoming a Christian. Jesus said in the night of his betrayal, if you love me, keep my commandments. That means obey my commandments. Well, faith only, salvation, it's not in the scriptures. You don't find it anywhere. It's just not there. Now, I want us to look at another one, just briefly. No scripture says that God arbitrarily chooses some to be saved 
and then, by default, others to be lost. Not there in the scriptures. In, he, in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. But the idea of predestination, whether somebody wants to be saved or not, foreordained, being foreordained to be saved, whether against somebody's will or not, whether they want to believe or not, it's not in the scriptures. Just not there. Over and over again, we see things that are taught as though they are scripture that just simply are not in the scriptures. We'll look a little further next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for sending Jesus into this world as our Savior and sending him with the message of the gospel of salvation through which we can be obedient to you and be saved, be forgiven, be redeemed, be able to look forward to eternal life with you in heaven. Help us to open our eyes and live by your teachings in faithful, consistent obedience, and help people see the truth of these teachings as they learn your word and want to come to you, Father, through Jesus. Please forgive us and hear a prayer, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.